Hallelujah. Well, it's good to be in this new month and online, connecting by faith with you all. I'm sure that you are enjoying yourselves in the Lord, and I'm expecting things to change. We are believing God, we're praying, and I'm sure that you've enjoyed the praise and worship, and your hearts are ready to receive, and we'll trust God for His best. Hallelujah. Father, we bless you, we praise you, we worship you. We thank you for this new month that you've given us. We're grateful for your mercies which are being unveiled in greater measure. You're the greater one and you live in us. And therefore we have the victory. In simple faith, in Jesus' name, amen. Brother Sharath is with us, helping us with translation. So, praise God. I'm going to read from Hebrews, the 10th chapter, and uh, you would have noticed in 22, it talks about drawing near with a true heart. It's all about drawing near. God has already come as much as He should. He has left the portals of heaven and came down to the earth for us, and now He invites us to draw near. So it's like God has moved now we have to move. Let us draw near with a true heart, he says, in full assurance of faith. Notice that, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. That's how it, it writes there in 22. And then 23 says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that promised. Notice that we are going to be using God as the perfect person and the one who doesn't make mistakes and the one who is the same yesterday, today and forever. And so we are going to make Him the hero. See, we, we are the ones who have to make adjustments. We have to draw near. We have to make sure our conscience is clear and uh, we are yielded vessels. And so we are actually camping on the fact that God is faithful. The 23rd verse says in parentheses there, in brackets, for He is faithful that promised. So we, we are trusting a God who is faithful and who has promised. So, you know, these kind of thoughts are what we want to address today as we enter this new month. I think we can hear that in Canada, please, brother. Now, Satyavadha Rudendalu, Vishwasa the Purna, Nichetu Dindalu, Keta Manasakshi, Padiharakagi, Chemikisapata, Pudevulavaragi, Nama Sharidavan, Nirmulava, the Nirin in the Toradukunda Ragiu, Athana Sanipa Kibona, Nama Nambiki in the Arikenu, Nishpa, Nishpa in the Balavagi Uriona, Yak and the Rivatana Maridas and Nambigasan. Praise God. So we have to now uh, hold fast or continue saying. The same thing, holding fast to the profession of our faith without wavering. So there is a tendency for us to be moved by situations and circumstances around. And so sometimes we find it hard to hold fast to what we are saying. We keep, you know, uh, being vacillatory or just being like a pendulum back and forth based on circumstances. 
But God wants us to realize that He is faithful and He has promised something. So it's based on His integrity, His personality. And God who is faithful, He's the one that has promised. So we want to live based on how faithful He is. Hallelujah. Praise God. So let's uh, look at something that we had begun to examine during our time of fasting and prayer. I just want us to look there again in Lamentations, the third chapter. Some interesting scriptures there. Because of what he was going through, um, Jeremiah as a prophet, most of the prophets uh, back in those days suffered a lot because they had a message of people having to change make adjustments and obey God and all that. So they were not popular. <laughs> so I believe he was locked up in a dungeon and he was suffering. And of course, he made some rather unscriptural deductions as though God is the one who made him suffer. You know, it's for his word. It's not necessarily God that is making us suffer or making those who bring his word suffer. Not at all. God is not like that. God is a good God. However, you know, he begins to say some things. And because of the sufferings he went through, he says in verse 17, Thou hast removed my soul far off from peace, and I forgot prosperity. You know, so he says there, King James, forgot. But uh, notice there, because of all these things, he's saying God is the one who removed his soul far from peace, shalom, or wholeness, and soundness. And so he forgot about prosperity. Notice there that it's not God, but it's us who uh, agree to accept what is going on on the outside or whatever we are facing as a challenge or obstacle. And then that uh, may try to dominate our lives and make us forget God's faithfulness and His goodness to us, His good plans to us. Notice there, so he said, I forgot prosperity. Let's not forget that God is a God of prosperity. God is a God of blessing. God is a God who has already paid the price for our healing, our wholeness and soundness. And he does not change. He's the same yesterday, today and forever. He's the good God. He's our Father. And so um, we are the ones who forget. Therefore, the Bible tells us to Constantly remember His goodness. Remember His faithfulness. Amen. Verse 18, I said, My strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering my affliction, my misery, wormwood and gall, my soul has them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall, verse 21, to my mind. Therefore have I hope. Notice there in 21 that He has recalls some things to his mind, and therefore he has hope. What has he recalled to his mind? Verse 22 says, It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hallelujah. Notice therefore that he has come to a conclusion that it's of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed, that His faithfulness is there every morning. Hallelujah. So let's see if we can hear verse 21 or maybe 17 first in Canada and then 21. 
ನನ್ನ ಪ್ರಾಣವನ್ನು ಸಮಾಧಾನದಿಂದ ದೂರ ಮಾಡಿದ್ದಾನೆ ನಾನು ಏಳಿಗೆಯನ್ನು ಮರೆತು ಬಿಟ್ಟೆನು ನನ್ನ ಪ್ರಾಣವು ಇನ್ನೂ ಅವುಗಳನ್ನು ಜ್ಞಾಪಿಸಿಕೊಳ್ಳುತ್ತಾ ನನ್ನೊಳಗೆ ಕುಂದಿ ಹೋಗಿದೆ ಇದನ್ನು ನಾನು ನನ್ನ ಮನಸ್ಸಿಗೆ ತರುತ್ತೇನೆ ಆದ್ದರಿಂದ ನನಗೆ ನಿರೀಕ್ಷೆ ಇದೆ ಕರ್ತನ ಕಡಿತನಗಳಿಂದಲೇ ನಾವು ನಾಶವಾಗಲಿಲ್ಲ ಆತನ ಕರುಣೆಯು ಮುಗಿಯುವುದಿಲ್ಲ because his compassions fail not so we we need a person like that who who will show us mercy and who cannot fail whose nature doesn't run out 23 says they are new every morning great is thy faithfulness amen let's hear 23 also in kannada please au prati munjaneyu hosadagiruvudu ninna nambigasthikeyu mahattadattu amen so here he is now beginning to declare some things that are in line with what you and I know about our father he's better than any natural father he's faithful he's a good god and his mercies are new every morning his faithfulness is at the beginning of the day hallelujah no wonder we can say this is the day the lord has made i will rejoice and be glad in it hallelujah so it's about where your soul goes where your thinking goes where your mind goes what are you thinking about what is in your memory what are you remembering so we have a battle in that area sometimes your mind has to uh, face all these things these voices and scenes that keep coming up and therefore you know there's a battle that you have to do all of us are going through these things all of us have to face them but we remember that god is good and his mercy endures forever and we should remember that and keep that before our thinking constantly otherwise you know if we persist we can also start blaming god and saying god is the one that did this and did that you know and we may forget our prosperity we may forget the blessing that god has promised to give us amen god cannot lie god has done it all he gave his own son he gave his own life for us offered it all for us hallelujah and if you notice in hebrews the third chapter we saw that he's the faithful one moses was faithful but jesus is faithful aha uh-huh. you cannot compare him with moses even so we are camping on the fact that jesus is faithful the promises are faithful hallelujah Let's go on a little bit more and observe some more uh, verses like this. Let's uh, read 1 Corinthians the 10th chapter and um, if you notice verse 13 is a verse of scripture that you may have already been familiar with but don't let familiarity dictate things to you. Uh, approach the Bible as a book that you have never read before. that it is new every day in verse 13 of 1st Corinthians chapter 10 it says there's no temptation taken you but such as is common to man but God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted notice that above that you are able but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it Notice they says that whatever is happening out there we are living in the same world we are experiencing whatever is going on there it's the same kind of thing but he says god is faithful god is faithful 
What, what will his faithfulness do? He says he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you can bear. So he knows what you can bear. He knows how much you can endure. And he says he will make a way to escape. The word make a way to escape also means he will bring it to an end. He will give you an exit. God is a God of finishing things. He's the author and the finisher of our faith. So he knows what you can bear. He knows you very well. You are his child. And he doesn't want you to go through things that you know, will break you and destroy you. He wants be, you to be able to park on the faithfulness of God, the goodness of God, <coughs> and be able to say He is faithful. Hallelujah. Let's think about that for a minute. Who is the faithful God? Our Father God. Amen. He makes a way to escape that you're able to bear it. That word bear also means you can endure and you can come to the end. Let's go to some more scriptures like that. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Observe the ninth verse. God is faithful by whom you were called unto the fellowship of His Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. God is faithful. And so He called you. The Father God called you to fellowship with Jesus Christ His Son. So accept that call. Accept that welcome to the fellowship and the communion and enjoyment of the, you know, bond that goes between you and Jesus, you know, so that you don't have to be distracted. Let's hear First Corinthians ten thirteen in Canada, and then we'll go forward. Amen. So there is a place that God has for us where we should be communing with Jesus, with His Word, with His thoughts, rather than anything else on the outside. Communing with His faithfulness, His promises. We're called to that. Notice that that's what you're called to. You're not called to fellowship and commune and spend your time thinking about the problems, the circumstances of life, even though they come to all of us. Every temptation, every test, every trial is common as long as you are living down on this planet. It's a fallen world and there will be one thing after another, especially because our going home has come uh, closer. You know, the earth is shutting down, getting ready for another time period, and it's, it's going to be good for us, you see. So it's just a matter of fellowshipping with His thoughts now, fellowshipping with His words right now, and enjoying that benefit. Amen? Maybe we can read 1 Corinthians 1.9 also in Canada. <laughs> Praise God. If you notice... You know, the same kind of lines of thought are there in uh, James chapter 1, uh, where we hear about, If any man lacks wisdom, let him ask God, who giveth richly, that he will not upbraid. God will give wisdom, but let him ask in faith. Notice verse 6, it says, Let him ask in faith, James 1 verse 6, Nothing wavering, for he that wavereth, is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. 
let not that man think he shall receive anything of the Lord. So there is a tendency for wavering here that um, we have to hold fast to our confession. You know, there's a wave-like action going on, constantly uh, attacking your senses, your emotions, your feelings, you know, with circumstances, with voices, again and again. So um, you may feel like you are going through a roller coaster of emotions. One minute you're feeling good, one minute it's not so great, you know, all that. Well, welcome to the world, that's how it is. But in the midst of all that, we have to hold on to the promises of God, you know, because that does not change. Faithful is He who has promised, who will also do it. Amen? So we are not looking at our strength or our ability. We're not looking at uh, what our senses are telling us. We're looking at His character, which is faithful. He is the faithful God. Because He says, let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like the waves of the sea, driven by the wind. Notice that, and tossed. So there are chances for also doctrines out there. Ephesians 4 talks about, you know, the winds of doctrine in verse 14. He says there that we should not be children tossed to and fro by every chance wind of doctrine. And every kind of uh, teaching that's out there, you know, um, to be moved this way and that way, jockeying and shaking us based on cunning, crafty, emotional things rather than God's faithful nature and faithful promise. Amen? So uh, don't be shaken, don't be moved by varieties of sensual feelings, emotions, and also wrong teachings that may want to jockey you and shake you up, but rather go with the character of God, which is faithful. God is faithful. Faithful is the God who has promised us. Amen? So, God is faithful. Let's hear um, James 1, verse 6 also in Canada, please. So, why is this important? Because you need to receive your answers. The next verse says, that person who is driven by the emotion or the challenge and his mind goes negative, positive, negative, positive, he gets nothing from the Lord. God wants you to receive your answers and wants you to receive the promises, wants you to receive the victory in every place that He paid for. But we have some duties now. We have to get our mind and our will and our emotions uh, in check by the Word of God. We have to make sure that the Word is reigning, the promises are being held on to. Praise God, so that we receive. Notice in verse 7, Let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. So, if you find that you have been vacillating or behaving like a pendulum going this way and that way just repent tell the Lord I'm sorry I have not camped on your promise I have not camped on your goodness your faithfulness you are faithful faithful is the God who has promised us amen and uh, God is again faithful in that respect 1 John 1 9 says there 
that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just. Notice, He is faithful and just to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Amen? So if we confess, He is faithful and just. Go ahead and confess your sins uh, of, you know, being double-minded or, you know, just going to and fro from one place to the other in your emotions and just say, I'm sorry, I was acting like Jeremiah there. Forgive me, Lord. <laughs> and He's faithful and just to forgive you and cleanse you of all unrighteousness. Maybe we can hear 1 John 1, 9 in Canada also. Amen. So He'll make sure that you are ready to go forward. Amen. And uh, thank God one day we'll stand before His throne and anything that was uh, not done in fellowship with Him, in communion with Him, that thing will be burnt up. So if we stay in fellowship and in communion to which we were called, guess what? Our works get translated into you know, gold, silver, precious stones. Hallelujah. Instead of just smoky stuff. Amen. So anytime you find yourself uh, going on the negative side and camping on negative thoughts, just quickly confess it, get rid of it, and you know, go forward. God is faithful and just to forgive and to cleanse you from all, notice that, all unrighteousness, so that you are enjoying the benefits of righteousness all over again. Hallelujah. So I want us to just spend more time, I believe that's what God wants us to do, uh, thinking on His faithfulness, His promises, His mercies that are new every morning. Imagine a God giving us a, a luxury, a luxurious uh, time to just not focus on any other kind of thinking. You can actually choose to not be bothered. <laughs> it's a luxury that we should not forfeit. And we can forfeit it if we just go with every kind of thought that comes along. Amen? And uh, sometimes the People who are preaching, they face more, you know, more of these challenges because somebody doesn't want us to say these things, you know. And we have to hold fast to the confession of our faith and the promises of God more than others even because the message of God must continue, you know. Hallelujah. So please, my brother, my sister, God's not the problem here. He is the faithful God. He never changes. He cannot lie. Let us camp on His faithfulness. He is a faithful God. Faithful is He who promised, who will also do it. And He has called us to fellowship with such thoughts. Jesus is the Word become flesh. So the more you contemplate on the things of the Word of God, the promises of God, you are going to enjoy more of communing with Him. Enjoying His mind, His emotions, His will, you know, His plans for your life. And His plans are good, not evil, to give you a future and a hope to bring you to the expected end. He has not changed. He's still the good God and He never changes. He cannot lie. He's good. Hallelujah. Isn't that wonderful to know that that's what we've been called to? He said, we are called to fellowship. God the Father called us to fellowship with the Son, Jesus Christ. Praise God. And now just honor Him and say, Father, I accept the call to fellowship. I come to fellowship with Your thoughts, Your promises. You never change. 
you never lie. You are the Word of God that became flesh. Hallelujah. Imagine a life that is totally camped on that side of the faithfulness of God. Everything will be different. As your mind thinks, so your body will eventually move, and that becomes an expectation. So instead of doubting, wavering, and vacillating like a pendulum, praise God, it's time to stay put on the promises of God. It's time to put faith in His nature, which is faithful. God is faithful. Hallelujah. He will not suffer you to be tempted or tested or tried beyond what you can bear. He knows how much you can handle and He will make a way for you to exit. He'll bring it to the end. Notice that. He's there on your side. Hallelujah. Praise God. Now there can be some kind of challenges which, um, um, you know, you could see, for instance, in the Hebrew chapter, you will notice that they were uh, challenged. They came from a certain Hebraic, Hebraic faith. And because of that, they had extra challenges and, um, you know, Paul had to talk about that. He reminded them that at the beginning of their faith, they were ready to endure all kinds of things. They were despised and treated badly. And they bore all of these things, remembering that they had a more enduring substance in heaven. I'm going to bring that out also. And let's zero in on something. Hebrews chapter 10. Notice verse 32, he says, But call to remembrance the former days, the former days, in which after you were illuminated, you endured a great fight of afflictions. And he continues, Partly whilst you were made a gazing stock, um, both by reproaches, afflictions, partly whilst you became companions of them that were so used. He said that they became so close to Paul, they were concerned about Paul's problems. For you had compassion of me in my bonds, and you took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. Notice that. Knowing in yourself that you have in heaven a better and enduring substance. Praise God. 35 says, don't throw that confidence away. That initial confidence that you had, you threw it away. Praise God. You see, he's talking to a people who had gone to some level and then gone backwards. So there's something unique about this kind of test and problem here. It's verse 33 says they were made a gazing stock. The word for gazing stock actually means like they were made an open spectacle. Sometimes everybody can see what you're going through. Sometimes others cannot see what you're going through. See? I believe that some of the worst ones are when people also can see what you're going through. And they're like, wow, man, why is this guy going through all these things? I mean, what happened with him and God and all of that kind of stuff? So they were now in an open kind of thing, suffering openly. Believers were watching them. Others were watching them. And they took it gladly, joyfully. And they said it was because they had in heaven a more enduring substance. So in other words, they were not moved by the things that they were seeing there. They were focusing on what they had in heaven. The inheritance and the benefits of heaven. Praise God. What they were acting on was the promises of God. What God had said. And so 
Paul was commending them and, and saying, why did you throw away that confidence? Don't throw that confidence away. Hallelujah. Shall we hear maybe um, verse 32 and 33 in Kannada, please? Amen. So, you know, he's saying exactly what those verses are saying. A spectacle, open. You know, people may not be seeing some things that you go through, but then sometimes everybody can see what you're going through. And I believe that that becomes more dangerous because uh, you can influence others also. They say, see that man believed this and that, but look what happened to him. Why is he going through this? Why is he going through that? Those kind of things can be pretty hard. But these people endured, notice that, and they took it, you know, joyfully, including the spoiling of their stuff. He says, the spoiling of your goods, huh. knowing in heaven that you have a better and enduring substance. Amen. So there's a knowing, a reality, a guarantee that what you have believed is so true that it affects you in the natural realm also, that you are joyful, you're excited, you're not even bothered. Hallelujah. They took joyfully the spoiling of their goods, knowing in heaven, knowing in heaven that they had a more um, enduring substance. So we have substance, actually. You know, people may look at you and think, you are just some weird fellow. You're just excited about nothing. You read a book and you get all happy. You know, you go clap your hands, you sing and dance. You know, you shout about it. What's wrong with you guys? You know, but this is our substance. The Bible says it is real. It is substance. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. And it produces confidence. And it's possible for us to cast away that confidence. In 36, or rather 35, it says, Cast not away therefore your confidence, which has great recompense of reward. So there is a payday. There is a reward. Hallelujah. It's not just slog, slog, slog. There is a reward also. God is the rewarder of the diligent seeker. God is a faithful God. He will make sure that all of these things come to pass. Faithful is He who promised. He will also bring these things to pass. Amen. So um, these people had been going through some escalations and then depressions, escalations, depressions, kind of like a yo-yo uh, experience. They are the ones that he talks about in Hebrews chapter 6, if you remember, when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and have become such as need milk, not meat. You remember all those things in the foundational doctrine, uh, thinking that we do, it's all part of that. That's where it comes from. So they had gone far. They were from a great background. They were a church that was in Jerusalem that had um, Peter and uh, men like that and James, the Lord's brother, as their pastor. And uh, it was the talk of everything. The whole center of Christianity and Pentecostal life was all in that church. 
So they, they were going along nicely, but at some point they began to regress and go backwards. You see, so there is no plateau in Christian life. There is no place where you, you just exist and just, you know, drift along. No, you know, you, you cannot do that. You're either going forward or you're going backward. You need to get a hold of that thought. So we have some things to do. We need to hold fast to our confidence. We need to hold fast to saying the same thing. We cannot throw away the Word of God. We cannot just decide that I'm not going to believe these things anymore. We have to hold fast to the profession of our faith without wavering because God is faithful that has promised. Amen? Otherwise, people will realize something has happened to you. You know, you were so excited, you would even be shouting and rejoicing and your face was full of joy. And now what happened to you? And then the worst parts are when people can see openly the challenges you're going through. Amen? So his um, constant admonition there, which is for us also, is 36. You have need of patience. After that you have done the will of God, you will receive the promise. You will. God is faithful. After you have waited patiently, holding fast to the word, speaking the word, maintaining your confession, you will receive. Hallelujah. It's going to happen. Praise the Lord Jesus. It's just wonderful because, you know, it's also connected to the coming of the Lord. He draws down and by verse 38 he says, The just shall live by faith. You know that one. 37, he says, in a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. So this is a New Testament thinking. This is uh, the church, the age of the church. And uh, don't you worry, Jesus is coming. It won't be too long. It's going to happen too soon, actually. It's going to be happening sooner than your, ma your mind and emotions have been trying to say. Hallelujah. So hold fast on a daily basis to the confession of your faith. Speak the promises of God. It doesn't matter what it looks like. God is faithful. God is the God of the Jewish believer of the book of Hebrews. And so He's talking to us today uh, and He wants us to keep moving forward. Do it one day at a time. Just camp on His faithfulness, on His character. Amen? Let's uh, maybe hear verse 36 also in Canada, please. Amen. So, um, you know, Canada says tarme, you know, and uh, I'm sure that's the right word for it. It means the power to just hang in there, holding fast to your confession of the promise of God, the word of God, no matter what the situation, no matter what condition it is. Praise God. And you're going to receive your reward because... God is faithful. He who uh, promised is faithful. He has not changed. Let's also look at 1 Thessalonians, uh, the 5th chapter. And um, uh, we've read things like this before, but I want you to notice verse 24. Faithful is he that called you, who will also do it. Faithful is he who called you, who will also do it. So notice we are talking about the faithfulness of God, not about us, you know. It's not about us, our strength, or our ability. We are simply uh, parking and planting our life on the one who is faithful. God is faithful. He 
will do it. The one who called you to fellowship with his son, to enter into deep thoughts, uh, life thoughts, eternal life thoughts, God's kind of life thoughts, he is faithful. He who called you to that is faithful. Hallelujah. He will do it. He will bring each of those things to pass. You don't have to worry. Hallelujah. Let's hear uh, verse 24 also. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 in Canada, please. Thank you, brother. Amen. Can you see that? So he's going to do it. The one who called you is faithful. He called you to that place of fellowship with the Son, fellowship with the life of God, intimacy in your thoughts with the Word, speaking that, maintaining that confession of your faith so that your ears can hear it, so that it goes into your heart and it stabilizes you and you are not moved this way and that way and you receive your answer. Hallelujah. And everybody can see it. Sometimes people can see what you're going through physically. But thank God you can also steam right ahead through it and people will notice, hallelujah, you took it joyfully. Praise God. And you had a confidence in you that what you had in heaven, what God promised was more, more sure. Hallelujah. Was substance for you. Oh, enduring substance. Amen. It is from the enduring substance that we are receiving the benefits here. Glory to God. So let's look at a couple of verses like that again. Go with me to the book of Hebrews, the 11th chapter. And let's read here the 11th verse also. Notice it says, Through faith also Sarah herself. Notice that, Sarah herself. Praise God. Oh yeah, it's time for Sarah herself. Can you see that? Abraham did some things. Now Sarah herself had to do some things. Through faith also, Sarah herself received strength to conceive. Notice that. Through faith, through what she believed, through her speaking the word that God gave her, she through that faith, that holding fast, has also received strength to conceive seed and was delivered of a child. Notice it says, when she was past age, there was no more uh, monthly period, no menstruation going on, you know, because she judged him faithful. She judged him faithful who had promised. See, she's just camping on the faithfulness of God. At some point, she came to the place where she said, you are faithful God. In other words, you will do what you said. You do not change. What you promised, you will do it. So at some point in life, she came to the conclusion. And that's when she received strength to conceive. So as you keep holding fast to the Word of God, speaking these things out daily, you will be settled at some point where you know it's done. God is faithful. Faithful is He who called, who will also do it. Amen. And strength comes into your body. Strength comes into you to receive the promises of God. You become strong. Hallelujah. It's based on strength. And strength comes from unchanging promises of God. In a changing world where everything is going back and forth, this way and that way, you know, you need an anchor. You need something that does not change, that does not move. You need an absolute and God never changes. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever.
Hallelujah. But each one has to come to that conclusion for themselves. And so it's going to be like that. Thank God for general faith, mass faith, uh, somebody else carrying you on their back kind of faith. But at some point, you also have to come to a conclusion about what you believe. And camp on the faithfulness of God is what I would say. What God would say to you is, come to a point where you camp on His faithful character. God is a faithful God. Faithful is He who promised, who will also do it. Amen. Let's hear verse 11 of Hebrews chapter 11 in Canada, please, brother. Praise the Lord Jesus. Aren't you glad that, you know, you are not as old as this woman and you're still believing God for a child? Suppose you were super old and then you had to believe God for a child. How would that have been? Praise God. That would have been something. Our, our mentality is such that once uh, we are past a certain age, that's it. Everything is over. But thank God, through these kind of amazing scriptures and experiences of people with the faithful character of God, we have a choice to make now. We don't have to give up. We can say, hey, God has done this before. Hallelujah. And if it comes from the Word, then if I get the same Word, and if I pay the price and hang around the Word and fellowship with those things, I will also receive what they received. It's like precious faith. It will produce the same results. So it's time to switch on something in your mind. Uh, it's about your mind. It's about quitting inside there what you are fellowshipping with, the emotions that are you know, closer to your heart. You may have to change this, the scene completely. You may have to move the curtains out of the way and say, enough of that backdrop. I'm going to focus on the uh, unfailing nature of God, His faithful promise. God is faithful. He who called me to fellowship with God's faithful promises, He who brought me into this thing, He will do it. He is a faithful God. So get ready to experience these kind of things as you set your mind, set your thoughts like this. Praise God. There's another scripture like this also, uh, very interesting. It, it's supposed to be some old song according to history. In uh, Second Timothy, the second chapter, uh, it starts off by saying, It is a faithful saying, if we be dead with Him, we will also live with Him, like that. And in 12, it says, If we suffer, we shall also reign with Him. If we deny Him, He will deny us. But what we want to notice here is verse 13, If we believe not, notice that, it looks like a negative. If we believe not, yet he abideth faithful. Notice, he cannot deny himself. Amen. Notice that even in your places where you don't believe God is faithful, he will still be there to keep you. Amen. He's going to do what he said. He cannot deny himself. His character is faithful. He, that's who he is. So uh, I'm not saying that you should go and try to be full of doubt and unbelief and looking at circumstances. That's not what we're saying. But we are saying here that His character is such that He remains faithful. He abides faithful even though we may be changing our position. God does not change. So isn't it better to trust in Him rather than us? Absolutely. 
it's better to camp on his faithfulness rather than on our own ability or our strength. It's about looking away from what we are, you know, our strength, our ability in the natural and looking at him who is a faithful God. Faithful is he who promised. Notice that. Faithful is he who called you. Faithful is he who promised. He will do it. Isn't that nice to know? Hallelujah. Glory to God. He cannot deny himself. In other words, that's his nature. Let's hear that also in Canada, please. Second Timothy chapter 2 and the 12th verse. Now, then 13 also, brother. Amen. And you know, if you keep reading, it says, Of these things, put them in remembrance. So we need to be reminded, you see, what comes to your mind is important. We need to be reminded that God is faithful. Of these things, put them in remembrance, charging them before the Lord that they should not strive about words to no profit, you know, but rather study, verse 15, to show yourself approved unto God. Notice, a workman that needed not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. And he says, shun profane, vain babblings, for they increase unto ungodliness. In other words, don't listen to other things. Study the Word. This is a, a wonderful time to study. I believe all of us have more time than we have had before. This is a great opportunity to just open up the Bible, go at the promises of God, write them in your book, begin to ponder them out, speak them out to yourself until you can handle it properly and it has become a foundation inside you so strong that you can now receive the benefits of God. Hallelujah. A workman that is approved, stamped approval from heaven. Amen. You will not be put to shame. You will be actually approved. God will approve you. Amen. Notice the way you handle the word affects your approval, how you receive. So this is a great time. And that's why we are not reducing our um, times in the word. We are increasing it. You know, we've been quite busy, uh, maybe even more busy than normal because now recordings and editings all have to be done. But we are enjoying it. It's fun. Glory to God. Thank you, team. It's awesome. Let's hear um, verse 14 also in Canada, please. Amen. Wonderful. Thank you, brother. You know, this is the truth. So, there is work to do. Every one of us is called a workman. Did you notice that? Aha. Uh -huh. We are not just, uh, how do we say, relaxers. We are workmen rightly dividing the word of truth. We have a lot of uh, division or dissection of the word of God to do. Each one of us is afforded a work in dividing the word of God. 
You're given like a surgical knife to cut open the Word of God. Can you imagine that? God is now allowing us to divide His Word by uh, the Holy Spirit and the teaching ministry and all of these things. Praise God. Let's go to the second chapter, I mean the next chapter uh, of Timothy. That's 2 Timothy chapter 3. And let's see in verse 12. He says, Yea, all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. You know, one, one sure thing about it is if you're going in the right direction, there will be opposition. It happens. I believe we're going in the right direction. And that's why churches maybe, you know, had to close down. I believe that we were going in the right direction. India was rising up and the city was rising up and somehow it had to be, you know, hindered. But I believe it's a mistake again because we've gone... Uh, online and so we are taking over the airwaves also so my brother my sister don't let the enemy cheat you out of this hold on to the word even more praise God verse 13 says evil men seducers shall wax worse and worse deceiving and being deceived there will be a lot of deception also going on evil men about what is happening out there you know there, there's some stuff going on you know it's not real there's some deception out there but Continue thou in the things. Notice what you should do. Continue thou in the things that thou hast learned and hast been assured of. Hallelujah. Knowing of whom thou hast learned them. He says, this is a time for us to continue in what we have learned. Being assured about these things. Being more sure about the word of God. This is a time to make your confidence more real. Hallelujah. And... He continues about his family. You know, he's talking to Timothy. From a child you have known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make you wise unto salvation through the faith which is in Christ Jesus. So this boy grew up in a house where they had taught him such things. Glory to God. Then he says, all Scripture is given by the inspiration of God and profitable. Notice that. Profitable. It is profitable for doctrine for reproof, instruction, correction, so that, notice here he says, the man of God, you are also a man of God, don't think that that's a title just for some people, it's for all of us, the man of God may be perfect. Hashataya la bronte la vravevete la prasta, O Raffaele Cristo vanna brendele mia, for the perfection or the settling or the maturing of the saints, is right now. It's now. It's time for the church, for the saints to rise up and mature as they d d delve into the Word, as they dive into the Word, as they ponder and meditate and continue to speak the Word of God. They will grow up. They will mature. They will become stable. They will not be shaken. They will not be moved. Ha, ha, ha. And they will be proven as the blessed ones. And the result will be the victory in their lives. In spite of everything around them. Hallelujah. I believe that God is guiding us continually. God is leading us in His own way. Which is a path of righteousness. Where there are stilled waters. Where there is a table of supply. Where there is a running over cup. Ha ha ha. Glory to God. Oh He is not changed. He is the same. The 23rd Psalm is for us. It belongs to us. The Lord is the shepherd. You know, He's truly our shepherd today. He's the one who gave His life for us. And so, expect the 23rd Psalm to come to pass in your life. 
only goodness and mercy should follow you all the days of your life. And then, one of these days, we will remain in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. We will abide with Him forever. Glory to God. Isn't that wonderful? So, notice here that we are given these kind of thoughts. And um, let's hear verse, maybe verse 14 in Canada also. Amen. Praise God. Think about it and become more sure about these things. Amen. And you are going to find yourself maturing. Hallelujah. Verse 16 also, brother, and then we can jump along. Amen. Praise God. So God is a faithful God. And as you meditate on the scriptures, you get a special kind of wisdom. You get a special kind of uh, deliverance and freedom uh, ministered to you from the word of God. You don't have to be going to, you know, deliverance meetings or any kind of thing like that. From the word of God, you get your freedom. You get the chance to enjoy what God has promised. Hallelujah. It makes you wise unto salvation through faith which is in Christ Jesus. And the scripture is full of the prophet. The prophet of God. God's word will profit you. It will instruct and make you furnished unto all good works. Hallelujah. Notice that verse 17 also brother. That the man of God. Yeah. Amen. Devara Manashan. So it's, it's the person of God. The people of God. They will be so well furnished unto every good work. In other words, you will have something to be able to bless people with. You will always have something to be able to be a blessing on the earth. As you ponder on the word as you meditate on these things rather than what is going on in the surrounding the news and culture and all of those things which are crying out for your fellowship you are fellowshipping with the word of God you're spending time dividing and handling the word of God it becomes profitable in your life and you are well taken care of you're able to be a blessing to others hallelujah that sounds just like God amen so, my brother and sister, you know, let's stay in this kind of realm. Let's remain here. Let's go also to First Peter, the second chapter, and observe. God is faithful. He has not changed. No matter what the test, no matter what the trial, no matter what the situation. Verse 19 says, This is thankworthy if a man for conscience toward God endures grief, suffering wrongfully. You know, you may be enduring some uh, trouble because of what you believe you know we believe we should gather we should meet uh, we should be spending time uh, with brethren also worshiping God but here we are suffering because of that uh, what we believe right amen we can't just go and uh, isolate ourselves and cut off ourselves from everybody so we are suffering because we like to meet and we're supposed to meet Praise God. But if we are suffering because of this, well, it's all right. God is faithful. He sees everything. 
Verse 20 says, What glory is it if when you be buffeted for your faults, you take it patiently? But if when you do well and you suffer for it, you take it patiently, this is accepted with God. No, we're not causing trouble. We're just praying. We're believing. We're rejoicing. Uh, we're making life more peaceful. We're seeing people's lives blessed. You know, and if we suffer because of that, well, it's all right. Hallelujah. Not for doing wrong. For 21 says, For even hereunto you were called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow in his steps, who did no sin, neither was guile found in his mouth. So we're not telling lies and cheating people here. Who, when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not, but committed himself to him that judges righteously. Amen. Who his own self bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we being dead to sin should live unto righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. Hallelujah. And then 25 says, You were a sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. We have come back to this faithful God. And so, no matter what you are enduring right now, it doesn't matter. Glory to God. If there's a place where you have to bear uh, sufferings because of what you believe, because of, you know, the Word of God in your life, just endure it. But you don't have to accept that sickness. You don't have to accept that poverty, that curse, that sin. You can refuse it and go on with God because you are in His care and He is faithful. The faithful one, He will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is there for you. He said He will promise and He will keep what He has promised. He is a faithful God. We have come back to the bishop and overseer of our souls. You see, so we are not actually our own. We belong to Him. That can help a lot. Sometimes I, I get caught up in that area where I think the children are mine, or church people are mine. They are not mine. They, they are His sheep. The children are His children. Hallelujah. It's not easy to just release that, but honestly, uh, that's the truth. The truth is the sheep belong to Him. My job is to feed them and to see by prayer and petition if they can gather and if they can listen, but eventually they are his sheep. You know, I heard something about sheep that even if they all gather together with different uh, shepherds, all the sheep are just mixed in and grazing. You know, it's, it's very interesting. They're, people are not scared that they may lose the sheep. Apparently, the shepherd just has to make a certain noise, which they know, and the minute he does it, they will just lift up their heads and only those ones that are His will know and they will lift up their heads and they, they will move towards Him. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> so sheep have that kind of ability to know this is my shepherd. Praise God. So I believe you will hear the voice of the Good Shepherd and you, uh, you know, will not be blown away by the winds of uh, strange doctrine and challenges and calamities out there but you will hear the voice of the Good Shepherd, and I believe you will also hear the voice of the Under-Shepherd, and also gather around and fellowship with us. Hallelujah. So let's hear verse 
24 and 25 also in Canada, please. A lot of reading going on. Thank you, brother. Now, Papagala Paliye Tattu, Niti Vantaragi Jeevisuvante, Atanu Maradanele, Nama Papagalnu, Tane Tana Devadali Hottanu, Atana Pasundagarinda Namke Gunavaritu, Niru Kuligalante, Tari Tapidavaragi Tiri, Adari Iganiu Tirigi, Nima Atmagala Kurubanu, Addictionu Agiwat Nabarigi Banditiri. Amen. Hallelujah. So we have a great shepherd. He's a good shepherd. He's a faithful God and he cares for his sheep. The sheep are his. Let's look at another verse like that which will help you to rest a little bit in these times. In the book of Acts, the 20th chapter. Let's go to the verse 28 there also. It says, Take heed therefore unto yourselves, and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he has purchased with his own blood. Hallelujah. So there is a scheme that God has or a plan that God has. You know, sometimes when you say scheme, people think you are uh, saying something that's not the right word. It sounds more like a trap or a con job. But God has a plan. Let's put it that way. God has a plan uh, to feed his sheep and they will be strong to handle anything that comes down the path. Praise God. And so he says they are his sheep and we should take heed uh, over them, over the ones that the Holy Ghost has given to us to feed them. And uh, verse 29 says, notice, For know this that after my departing, grievous wolves enter in, not sparing the flock. Isn't that interesting? So, if they are fed properly and they follow what they've heard, they can handle whatever happens afterwards. Are you out there? God has trusted that the feeding and the care and oversight of the great shepherd over his sheep will handle everything that's coming down the way. So just yield. Make sure you are listening, tuning in, hearing, being fed. I believe God is feeding us well so that we can be strong we can be well furnished onto every good work. Praise God. I believe that uh, you are enjoying good things. Notice that my God shall supply all your needs according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Praise God. He will give you new ideas. He will give you new plans. How to prosper. How to profit. He will lead you because that's who He is. You have to learn to not look at the things which you see and be moved by them. God is a faithful God. His care is permanent. His oversight is permanent. Glory to God. Let's also jump along and look at something in the book of uh, Revelation. Notice there. Revelation has some scary verses. And then goes into chapter 4 where we go straight to the heavenly realms. But among those scary things, let's look at chapter 3, verse 11. It says, Behold, I come quickly. Hold that fast which thou hast, that no man take thy crown. Actually, the word there, it doesn't mean just man. It, it means let nothing take your crown. If you hold fast to the word of God, you will receive your crown. Hold fast. Keep speaking. Keep handling the word of God. Hold on to it, no matter what it looks like on the outside, you're going to receive your crown. Notice he says, Behold, I come quickly. He's coming quickly. He's coming real quick. 
This verse here is about 2,000 years old. And guess what? <laughs> Those 2,000 years are just about ready to shut down the whole church age. Praise God. And He's coming. He's coming quickly. And so hold fast to that which you have heard. Praise God. Let's look at another verse like that in Revelations 2. Observe there verse 25 and then we'll hear it in Canada. But that which you have already, hold fast till I come. Amen. That which you have already, hold fast until I come. So you're supposed to hold on to the word, hold on to what you've heard. Praise God until he comes and he's coming quickly. Shall we hear verse 25 also in Canada, please? This is chapter 2 of Revelation. Amen. And if you notice after that, he says, He that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations. You know, after all of this, there's going to be a unique time on the earth where God will invite us to rule with Him over nations. And He said that will be given to those who know how to keep the works, who know how to keep the Word to the end. Amen? So don't wonder how long do I have to wait. Just do it on a daily basis, holding on to the Word of God, and He will give you the authority to rule with Him over nations. Isn't that interesting? There's a thousand year time coming where believers will be invited to rule and reign with Jesus. And it's going to be based on how you hold on to the word and hold on to the things that he has assured us of so far. Praise God. And of course the rule will be interesting. He says he will rule them with a rod of iron and he will break them like <laughs> the, the, the clay there. You know, interesting stuff. But... Praise God. If you hold on to the Word of God, you can be in the ruling, reigning committee as a guarantee it is written there. Amen. Let's hear that also in Canada, please. Verse uh, 26. <coughs> Amen. Praise God. So, uh, there's nothing to be scared of. We're moving in that direction. How many of you know that we are preparing ourselves. God has been telling us these things, gently feeding us, guiding us. If you've been listening, you can tell that He's been telling us these things. You know, He's been emphasizing things to us, making it clearer and clearer to us that we don't have to be scared, we don't have to be moved. And so, just be listening, just be tuning in and try to do uh, what you are hearing here. I'm sure that your life will be different. Glory to God. Go with me, please, to the book of James. Let's go there, James chapter 2. And uh, I'm sorry, James chapter 1. Let's go down to the 22nd verse. But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So here we are invited to just do whatever you have been hearing. Just start acting on it. Start speaking the word. Start meditating on the scriptures, maybe as much as you can. You know, you were invited to meditate on it day and night, even in the Old Testament. So if that was true in the Old, where they were not saved, they did not have the Holy Spirit, 
How about now that we are saved with the Holy Spirit? I believe if we really start meditating on these kind of things, life will be very different. So these kind of periods of time are wonderful times to just meditate on the scripture. He says, verse 23, If any be a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. He beholdeth himself and goes his way, straightway forgets what manner of man he was. But he so looketh into the perfect law of liberty and continues therein, Notice, not being a forgetful hearer, but a doer of this work, this man shall be blessed in his deed. Oh, hallelujah. That means no matter what time period, if you are looking into the word and acting on the word of God, you will be blessed whatever you do. Praise God. See such timeless truths. Amazing. This is from Jesus' own brother, James, the pastor of the church in Jerusalem. In other words, he's a Jewish person who has studied the book properly and has picked up these things and brought them into the new covenant and saying, if you honestly meditate in this book day and night, if you start acting on the word of God, you will be blessed in everything you do. Hallelujah. You know, people become a bit uh, concerned with us because they will see you blessed and enjoying and having a good time. And they'll be wondering, you know, uh, why, how, and so on. And you can just tell them it's in the book. That book is full of power. That word is alive. It, it's food for us. It, it's life. It is our word and the life of God are connected. Praise God. And that life, the more you think on it, the more you ponder on it, the more you hold on to it, the more you speak it, the more it manifests in your life. Hallelujah. Please don't forget. And you, you may not require, you know, in quote, miracles all the time. Because you will be enjoying things miraculously. Your life itself is a, is a miracle. Hallelujah. You won't be rushing to people to pray for you all the time. It will be coming out of you constantly. Whatever you do will be blessed. Hallelujah. Amen. That's normal Christian life. It's not normal to just be running up and down looking for somebody to pray for you all the time. Amen? Of course, we are there and the Bible says we should pray one for another and all of that. But if we are acting on the Word, being doers of the Word, we'll be blessed in whatever we do. Hallelujah? So please, God cares. God loves us. He is a faithful God. He has given us solid promises to hold on to in these times, in these days. And as we judge Him faithful and act on the Word of God, we will see the promises come to pass. It will happen. It does, it's not based on the earth's time and schedule. It's based on God's character. God never changes. God cannot lie. Hallelujah. Can we maybe hear um, verse 22 and then 25 also in Canada, please? Adanu 
Amen. Did you notice that this book is called The Perfect Law of Liberty? Very, very interesting. The Perfect Law of Liberty. It means that you will be free, completely, free from anything that's out there in this world. You'll be walking free, totally. And that means you are blessed. You're blessed in everything you do. As you meditate and look into it, the scripture will show you who you really are. It will show you Jesus and you. Christ in you is the hope of glory. That Christ on the inside of you will manifest on the outside. Praise God and the glory of God will be seen on your life. The blessing, the benefits will manifest in our lives. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you can say that God has taken care of you during this time? I keep hearing it. It's constant that they've been taken care of so well. They're able to bless others. They're able to meet other people's needs. Wow, isn't that wonderful? While people are complaining and whining all over the world, you are able to be a blessing to others. That's wonderful. Hallelujah. God is a faithful God. I'm telling you, don't worry. If He knew that you could not bear it, He would have taken you out of here a long time ago. He knows how much you can bear. In other words, He knows exactly when to take the church out of the place. Don't you worry. If it looks... You know, like when, when, when. That's not your problem. Every now and then you wake up. You can say, Lord, if it's today, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready? I'm ready. So get yourself ready. Amen. Be the ready family. Even though you're not from Andhra. And if you're from Andhra, that's alright. Hallelujah. Just be ready. Amen. Even if you're sing, you can be ready. Hallelujah. You can sing and be ready at the same time. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. Go with me to Mark chapter 11. And let's enjoy some more. Mark 11. Whoo, glory to God. Let's camp there in the 23rd verse for a minute. For truly I say unto you, that whosoever, ooh, glory to God, whosoever <laughs> shall say unto this mountain. See, Jesus used uh, parables uh, to try and explain spiritual things. To believers. So sometimes um, he, he would use things like seeds, birds, and flowers, and you know, land, and pearl, and diamond, and things like that, jewels, etc. And so here he said mountains. So he was trying to say your problem can be really big, like a mountain. He said, but whosoever shall say unto this mountain, whatever it is, how big it looks, be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart. Woo, thank you, Lord. But shall believe that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. Wonderful Jesus. Amen. So you focus on the word of God. And you speak to the mountain. You speak to the debts. I remember um, someone had given us a prayer request. Nine people were having some questions about COVID with the hospital. And uh, we were told to pray about it. And we were the only ones who were told to pray about it. You know, Brother Anup and us. And we believed God. And then we just heard the other day that all nine are cleared 
Nothing is wrong with them. Hallelujah. God is faithful. Amen. And during this time also, they, they were tremendously blessed. They were, their, their institute was given like 30 laptops. And, uh, you know, teachers were given another free couple of couple of at least 60 laptops free i mean god is still working in the midst of all of this he's a faithful god <laughs> it's nice to see people's faces full of joy their faces were looking very happy they were you know excited it was nice to see the joy of the lord on them because you know whatsoever you pray for believing you shall receive whatsoever you pray for believing you shall receive god made it like that that it, prayer is not such a hard thing praise God and that you can speak to the challenge you can speak to the problem and not doubt in your heart but believe that what you say shall come to pass and you will have whatsoever you say isn't that interesting you are special and you are created in his image and his likeness and you have his qualities you have his ability and you can say things notice it's about coming out of your mouth, some things coming out of your mouth that are coming to pass. You are the prophet of your own life. Praise God. And you can actually profit as you speak the promises of God. Profit will come to you. And it is independent of the circumstances and the place because you are an ambassador. And ambassadors are taken care of by their home nations. And our home nation is heaven. Heaven takes care of us. Are you out there? Praise God. Can we hear this also in Canada, please? Mark 11 and uh, 23. <laughs> Praise God. As you think on these kind of thoughts, it affects you. It uh, begins to do something to you and you square your shoulders and you put a smile on your face and your countenance changes because you come to terms with who God says you are. Hallelujah. It doesn't matter what's going on outside. He says, I have created you in my image, in my likeness. You can have whatever you say according to the word of God whatever I have promised. Amen? And so His faithfulness begins to affect you. He's a faithful God. And there's no more fear. And the dominion of death has been removed. And the dominion of sickness has been broken. And the dominion of every curse has been taken off of our life. Hallelujah? And it affects you. So, like in Titus 3, in verse 8, it says, this is a faithful saying. Notice that. It's a faithful saying. And these things I will that thou affirm constantly that they which have believed in God, notice, might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men. Hallelujah. So the faithfulness of God has affected you and now you are becoming a person who does good to others. And it's a profit to them and to us, to all men. Hallelujah. So as you uh, camp on the faithfulness of God and this special place He has given to us, meditating on Scripture, your heart becomes convinced and then you start becoming a person who shows this kind of fruit. Hallelujah. Amen. God is faithful. Let's hear verse 8 also. Titus chapter 3 verse 8 in Canada, please. <laughs> 
Thank you, brother. Idu nama tak kah matra gide. Dewa ni nabi kita itu nu sakriya ni nu malu jadi jago jago lu kara wakil bante. Iu ini matu kah nu yawa galu dilawani hela beken da pesis tene. Iu manusia iu utamu perjuangan kara wakil. Amen. So, like that, we are moving along. I would like us to also read Third John, the fifth verse. It says, "Beloved, thou doest faithfully whatsoever thou doest to the brethren and to strangers." So he's saying, "Be a blessing to believers and even to strangers." Then he con- continues to clarify verse six. He says, "Which have borne witness of thy love or charity before the church." Whom, if thou bring forward on their journey after a godly sort, thou shalt do well, because that for the, his name's sake they went forth, taking nothing of the Gentiles. We therefore ought to receive such, that we might be fellow helpers of the truth. Amen. So you have a chance to be a fellow helper of the truth. Notice the truth needs help. The truth is in the book, but it has to be brought out and communicated to others. Amen. And you can be a helper of the truth when you put your hand and you put your resources into it. So that's why we want everyone to get involved in the moving forward of the truth. It's a blessing in this day and hour, in the very last days, for you and I to be given a chance to be able to help the truth to go out there. Isn't that a blessing? Wow. We're not taking anything from, um, you know, Coca-Cola or uh, Kisan Jam Factory. We are trusting God. Amen? And God will provide, right? So notice, I just want you to keep it in mind that we are fellow helpers of the truth. God is a faithful God and His truth is coming out and going forward into the nations Praise God. And people just put on their phones and put on their internet and they can watch and hear these wonderful blessed things. These realities of our Father who never changes. Amen. Praise God. Let's think about this as we prepare to uh, take communion and ponder on the goodness of God. It's a good thing to serve God in this day and hour. Isn't it? It's just a blessed time. Let's go forward into couple of scriptures here. 1 Corinthians, the um, 10th. No, let's go to the 11th, first of all. 23, chapter 11. I'm sorry, shall we go over that in Canada, please? The uh, 3rd John, verse 5, and maybe up to 7. Thank you. Amen. So, you know, then the next verse talks about how we become fellow helpers of the truth. There's a partnering, partnering, partnership with moving the truth out. Can we hear that also, brother? Thank you. Amen. So it just happened that we 
at this age from various backgrounds were the ones God has chosen to bring forth the truth and help the truth to go out there. Isn't that a privilege that we are the ones He has chosen for this generation? Praise God. As you look at it, you know you have to fill your heart with truth and be a helper to move the truth out there. Amen. Praise God. God has given it to us through Paul, I mean John, who was so close to his heart. John understood these things. And um, let's go ahead and have communion. As we read 1 Corinthians 11, the 23rd verse, he says, For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, break it, said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup, when he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup of the Lord, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Maybe we can hear verse 26 in Canada, please, brother. Amen. So we are supposed to remember. It's about what are you thinking about? What are you remembering? You're supposed to remember what the Lord has paid for. See, the, the cup does not become the blood of Jesus. The bread does not become His body. But they are elements that God has given to us to help us remember that the blood was shed, the life was given, his body was tortured, and to remember that he did all that so that we through his poverty might be rich, that through him becoming sin, we became the righteousness of God. Through him becoming sickness for us, we became the healed of the Lord. Hallelujah. By him becoming a curse for us, we became the blessed ones. And so you are blessed right now. This is a time to remember. So in the middle of a, a schedule of life that is so busy, this is a time to stop, look at the elements and consider and remember Jesus paid for all of this. Amen? It brings your mind to fellowship with what He has done. That's what the communion is all about. It's nothing religious. And if you are thinking differently and you're not focusing on what He has done for you, and you're focusing on other things, repent. Just say, I'm sorry, Lord, forgive me. It's not about me and my ability. It's what you have paid for. It's what you have done. You have taken my sickness. You have taken my curse. You have taken my poverty. You have taken my weakness. You have given me your strength. You've given me your righteousness. You've given me your provision. You've given me your counsel. You've given me your life. I receive your benefits today. The cup of blessing I receive. I receive all of your blessings. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Until the day we see you face to face. That's what he said. We will show the Lord's death till he comes. So this communion meal is till we see him come on the earth and take us home. Hallelujah. And then we will eat with him. And drink with Him in, in the realms that are ahead of us. In the times that are coming. Glory to God. Woo, thank you Jesus. So let's take this meal today. 
with such thoughts. Please, if you don't mind, if you have a cup near you, uh, get some juice and a piece of bread, and let's thank Him. Lord Jesus, we give you thanks. You have taken our sickness. You've taken our curse. You've taken our poverty. You've taken our weakness, our silliness. You have taken it all. And you've given us your life, your health, your blessing, your soundness. We receive it all in Jesus' name as we eat and drink. Thank you, Lord. We call ourselves healed. We call ourselves blessed. We call ourselves free completely. In Jesus' name, amen. Shall we eat and drink? Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Glory to God. He's a faithful God. He's a faithful God. Amen. We remember. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Please go ahead. Amen. So remember you are a fellow helper of the truth. Study the word. Meditate on these things. See how you can be a partner in bringing these things uh, to the earth while we're still here. Because one of these days we're going. Amen. And uh, praise God. If you can have uh, an opportunity to give today, if you would like to give, you can be with us and you can join us in giving. Hallelujah. I am also a giver. I'm a tither. I believe in it because it's special to God and it's, it's just a wonderful opportunity. The God who brought me from nowhere and from nothing is still there to help me. Praise God. And so I'm grateful. In Jesus' name, I give, Lord. I worship you for this moment. You gave me all I have. All I am. I owe it to you. And from my substance, what you have given to me, I give to you. That your truth will go forward. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. One second. Yeah, glory. So this is what we are doing. We are actually doing what we believe. We, we are acting on the word of God. Because it's our life. I believe it's your life too. You need the blessing of the Lord that makes rich and adds no sorrow with it. Amen. No point having this, that and the other, but sorrow all the time. Amen. So let's receive. If you like to give by media or tithes or your offerings or whatever it is, you may use these uh, details also. Father, here mortal men receive... There he that lives forever receives. So into your nail-pierced hands we give you. We thank you that you are the great high priest today, Lord Jesus, who receives the grace and the gifts from his people. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we thank you that every curse is over. Every symptom, every disease, every lack. Every poverty is cancelled in the name of Jesus. Thank you for more than enough for every good work. That we can be fellow helpers of the truth. 
at this age that we live in. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Brother Sharat, for helping us with the translation. Thank you for the team that helps for bringing this online. We're so blessed. I thank you all for your gifts, your special care for us and keeping in touch with us. You are blessed.